0: Come
1: from. Gentlemen, do you realize what we found? It came from outer
2: space to fill the world with terror. What earthly power can stop this terror? That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop. From outer space. All
1: right, we're good. The Ark, if it is there at Tanis, then it is something that man was not meant to disturb. Death has always surrounded it. It is not of this earth. Indiana Jones.
0: If you are drowning in the waters and you can't stay afloat, ask Hashem for mercy and he'll throw you a rope. Matis Yahu.
2: Do not worship any other god, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous god. Moses. And welcome back to the
1: podcast from Outer Space. It's your boy Rob Scott. We got Billy the Kid, a.k.a. the Korean Cowboy, in studio. What's going on, everyone? And as always, it's Ryan Scott. Aloha, everybody. And this is episode 114, where we will be discussing the Ark of the Covenant.
0: Yes, we are finally back, and we are better than ever, as... As I am now the lone gunman out here in California, Rob has ventured across the country. Destination unknown. He's like Anthony Bourdain. Uh, So obviously (laughs) we've been getting the whole logistics of that worked out. Now today we are getting into, as Rob said, the Ark of the Covenant. And I got to say, this one is crazy, guys. I mean, uh, I must have skipped the... uh, Sunday school the day that they went over this lesson because I did not uh, know a lot of this stuff or I don't remember it um, and of course I had to re-watch Indiana Jones for this one now how about you guys do you remember the lesson from Sunday school What do, what do we got on the Ark of the Covenant also Billy do they teach this stuff in Korean church
2: <laughs> you bastard um korean church i'd have to say no but i can speak from my own experience um i went to catholic school when i was much younger and uh i just remember like noah and the flood and you know kind of those things but not i i really don't remember this
1: that's a that's the wrong arc
2: yeah yeah I don't remember it
1: that's a different arc
0: um but much bigger arc. <laughs> yeah I know right still yeah. Old Testament though so you know we're not far off base but yeah uh but di- all right so what would you say like Indiana Jones was your first exposure
2: yeah I would say so and I mean it was a badass movie still a great film
1: <laughs>
2: oh yeah
0: okay absolutely all right Rob what do we
1: got uh, I definitely don't remember it in Sunday school, but, you know, I did catch up on the uh, Book of Exodus before we recorded today, so...
0: Okay, so you read the Book of Exodus in its entirety, correct?
1: I mean, I tried to, like, skim to the parts that were mainly talking about the the Ten Commandments and, the like, building the ark and, like, getting out of Egypt, basically, but, I mean in a in a nutshell that is the book of exodus correct
0: hence the name now, now now so you also Indiana Jones is probably the first time you heard about the ark or this like supernatural element to it or anything or
1: i, I would say for the supernatural part definitely but i mean i vaguely remember in church hearing about like he brought the commandments down from the mountain, and then they carried them in the ark. Okay, but okay. I mean, I didn't. I don't remember like you
0: didn't look up anything more. You know,
1: leveling mountains, killing armies of people, all that crazy shit that supposedly happened. Okay,
0: all right. Well, yeah. Now, for those of you who did miss the lesson in Sunday school, the Ark of the Covenant, aka the Ark of test of the testimony a.k.a. the Ark of God, is an alleged artifact uh, believed to be the most sacred relic of the Israelites. Uh, Essentially, this was a golden box or chest where they stashed the original Ten Commandments uh, and could communicate with God. In fact, this object was so sacred that they lost it. (laughs) Of course. Um, That's debatable, though right? Well, yeah, we'll get into that. Now there there is a couple things to remember with this one. Um you know, this is a hot topic, guys. Israel, Palestine, Kanye, Jews, God's people, all that type of shit. Uh we're not here to really sort that out, you know. Uh we're here to dive into the story of this particular artifact with potential holy powers. So, we got to kind of objectively look at this one, which is hard to do because I had a whole research fiasco, which is kind of why this one took so long among other things. Um, but let me just, let me just, you know, as we know, biblical narrative. Now, obviously biblical history, pretty heavily debated, we'd say, um, if not completely written off. Um, now, with looking at <laughs> that's what I'm saying like with looking at the Bible there's there's the camp that takes these events at face value, so these things happened. the Bible is based off historical fact um or others say, no no no, these are stories, metaphors, allegories, possible outright myths um. You know, biblical history is always divisive in that scholars don't agree on when these accounts of the ark were written. Uh, likely, they were scribed centuries after taking place, so historical historical accuracy is a point of contention. Uh, and then, for the ark at least, what I seem to notice was I'm trying to get you know how I pull my research from all sides. I'm looking at all angles. I'm rotating the object here now what I seem to find was that research is either coming from Christians or religious folks. And then there's people who fully ignore the religion and go like full ancient aliens, fringe type stuff. There's pretty much no middle ground. Like I, I first pick up this book in search of the lost Ark colon, the quest for the Ark of the covenant by Don Stewart. And I'm reading, I'm like, this is a pretty good history. You know, this guy's got his accounts in order. He's got, a pretty good grasp on the history of the Ark. I do some research into this guy. He's essentially like a full-blown Christian apologist. And I'm like, okay, well, this is a little fucking biased. Also, some of the things he writes in there is just like, he's using the Bible as like historical fact, you know? And then on the opposite of the end, there's the sign and seal by Graham Hancock, uh, which, which, gets pretty fringe, we'll say, you know, I, I, I tried to pull from each of these because as I see it, the truth is somewhere in between archeological fact and mythological legend. Uh, now also we have to understand that, you know, this story spans across thousands of years of human history. Um, so in this episode I tried to kind of condense that history into a short narrative to follow along. Uh, you know, it's like Rob said when he read Exodus. We're hitting bullet points here, folks. Um, you know, if you are interested further, pick up the Old Testament, guys. Um, just like Rob did. <laughs> um, so let's get into the biblical narrative before taking a look at theories on what the Ark is or was and where it could possibly remain to this day. Now, also, little religious disclaimer. Um, probably not going to take religion too seriously in the later part of this episode. So if you're highly religious, uh, Jewish, Christian, Muslim, maybe skip this episode. Don't want to offend anybody. Um, But you know, Um, now now lastly, two things we got to remember, biblical Israel and modern Israel, two different countries. Um, And also, Israelites, in context of today's episode, are the ancient biblical tribes of Moses.
1: And if you don't know that, you might want to pick up a history book.
0: Well, I think that peop- folks like Kanye might disagree with you, Rob.
1: Well, if you're going off Kanye, then you might as well, you know, take the Indiana Jones story for fact.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay,
0: well, what about... um I, I, okay, that, this is what I'm saying. We're not here to get into this. All right, so start, let's let's start off a little precursor to the Ark. Uh, we all know the story, right? We've all seen Prince of Egypt, you know?
2: We have. Yes, um, classic.
0: Yeah, so Hebrews enslaved by the Egyptian Pharaoh. God calls upon Moses to free the slaves. He leads the Israelites to the Promised Land. They escape the Pharaoh's army by crossing the Red Sea or Reed Sea, depending on who you ask. Um, next thing you know, they're in the desert with their thumbs up their asses, and Moses leads them to Mount Sinai, where they wait for God's instruction. Now, Moses saunters up the fucking mountain, and boom, God appears as a mysterious cloud with thunder and lightning and trumpets sounding. Uh, and then he gives Moses some guidance. And bada bing, you got the Ten Commandments upon other instructions like how to build the Ark. Um, Now, again, with Moses, there's this whole, like, there's two sets of tablets because he apparently is given the Ten Commandments by God on these tablets. He comes down and sees that the Israelites are worshiping this idol, which it says not to do on one of the commandments. He gets so pissed, he fucking smashes these things, and then he's like, well, now I got to go fucking write them myself. Goes back up, gets another set. God says, you got to write these ones yourself. Then he comes back down with the Ten Commandments. So, I mean, that's a little... That reminds me of like... uh, I don't know. That's religion 101. You know, this one guy is like, oh, hey, only I can see this stuff. Guys, I smashed the original ones from God. But here are these other ones that I did create. Did he
2: like drop the tablets? How did that happen? He...
0: He was so mad he threw him. Like think of your dad getting pissed off because you left something laying around the house. You know, oh. he was so pissed off that he was like, "God damn it!" and he smashed him down.
2: Yeah,
1: mm, he broke one of the commandments himself in doing it. <laughs> yeah, he was he? obviously
2: um, <laughs> a little pissed off. Maybe he needs to learn how to <laughs> yeah. control his anger a little. And bit. that was
0: one of the commandments, right? Thou shall not be pissed off.
2: Um, I don't know if that's okay. one of them, but yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, so, so let's get into the history now. This is the history of the Ark. So the Ark of the Covenant, like we said, sacred container made of acacia wood and covered, uh, or I guess plated with gold. Now it's got four rings for these carrying poles that would uh, slide through it. And a lid with two cherubims, uh, which are winged celestial beings facing each other. Now, this area on the lid was known as the mercy seat. And the space between is where God, the space between the cherubs is where God's presence would appear. Um, And the ark was to remain covered pretty much at all times. Uh, Now, according to the Hebrew Bible, it held the stone tablets of the Ten Commandments that God gave to Moses on Mount Sinai. Now, the biblical account tells that the ark was created according to a very specific pattern which was given to Moses by God when the Israelites were encamped at the foot of Mount Sinai. Uh, this was about one year after the Israelites' exodus from Egypt and Like we said, like uh, our very own Rob did, you can read the full description of these in Exodus chapter 25. Um, So the ark was built during the time of Moses, uh, which puts it at about 1450 to 1200 BC. Um, So that's about 3200 years ago, give or take,
2: right? I think so. Are you asking me because I'm Asian?
0: Uh, no, no, no. <laughs>
1: Sorry, one second. Does the math check out on that? <laughs> no, no, no.
0: Okay, 3,200 years ago. So, um, so the Israelites, you know, they're shucking and jiving all around the desert. Um, they're on their way to the promised land, which God had promised them. Um, but.
1: Hence the name.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the name. Uh, but the land, guys, get this, it's already inhabited. So the Israelites, they're pretty fucking skeptical. They're pretty skeptical they can overtake it. Uh so what does God do? He says, Okay, fuck you. How about you wander around for 40 more years and then you can come back into the promised land? Um so it's like the uh I imagine like the scene from Breakfast Club where it Bender's like, so and then he's like, What? You want another one? And he's like, Yeah. <laughs> just tag it on forty years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no. That's a long time to be wandering around in the desert, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, which we'll get into a little bit later. Now, the ark was carried with the Israelites during the 40 years of wandering in the desert. Uh, it was used as sort of a guide. Um, so this was like their very own GPS. Um, and God said unto them, Listen to me, Moses, and I will build you a tom tom. <laughs> And <laughs> now so this was like a GPS because according to the narrative the ark was carried about a half a mile give or take out in front of the larger group and a cluster of clouds was said to guide the way Um, Now, the Ark was also always covered with layers of fabric and animal hide when being transported. And whenever the Israelites camped, the Ark was placed in a separate room in a sacred tent known as the Tabernacle. Now, God also explained this whole process to Moses at Mount Sinai. And the Ark was basically the center of religious life for those 40 years. Um, Now, Moses... His brother Aaron and Aaron's sons were the only people allowed to be in the presence of the ark. If anyone else stepped inside the tabernacle looking at or even touching the ark, they would be killed instantaneously. Uh now we have an example of this. Moses's nephews, they made an offering to the ark because typically this is this is how things went. Um they, you would have to make an offering burning um, whatever you were offering with this special sacred fire. Now, the nephews, they didn't do that. They didn't use the correct sacred fire. They used some weird fire they made. And they were burned to a crisp from the inside out when a lightning bolt shot from the Ark into their nose.
2: Sounds fun. Definitely. You know what that reminds me of? It, when I, like, when I read this before I was like, oh my gosh, that reminds me of the Indiana <laughs> Jones movie. When they open the arc at the end and all those dudes' skins just melts and oh, that yeah, one I that mean, one Nazis like glasses just f- like falls off his uh, face. His face and, melts off. Yeah. Oh man, I remember I mean, that traumatized me as a kid.
0: Yeah, I mean really like dude, Steven Spielberg, he knew his shit, dude. George Lucas, Steven Spielberg. Absolutely. Um, he knew his shit. He based it around like similar lore. But yeah, that burned to a crisp from the inside. A lightning bolt shot up these fuckers' noses. They're instantly dead. Um, now, stories from the Talmud even tell of the Ark essentially laser-beaming snakes and scorpions and other critters that would uh, threaten the Israelites in the desert. Uh, so basically, the 40 years is up. And Moses gets fucked because he dies after God says, I'm not letting you in, Moses. Uh, You cannot come into the promised land. Uh, Now, some estimate with Bible math that Moses would have been about 120, 140 at the time of his death. Jesus Christ. Um, Yeah, so this fucker's old. Um, So led by Joshua toward the promised land, They arrive at the banks of the Jordan River. Um, So they're all thinking, you know, how the fuck are we going to cross this, Josh? Um, But he said not to worry. Um, We got the Ark and boom. During the crossing, the river grew dry as soon as the feet of the priest carrying the Ark touched its waters. And remained so until the priest with the Ark left the river after the Israelites had passed over.
1: Um, And that's why we celebrate Passover.
0: No, Passover is the (laughs) 10 plagues. It's the lamb's blood on your door. (laughs) I was kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Now, come on. Biblical history is already complicated as is. We don't need to muddy the waters, Rob
1: yeah it's just weird that in every picture of the ark it's not covered, but the the rules specifically <laughs> yeah, say that it should be covered at all times.
0: <laughs> hey, that's the artist' rendering dude, and I did find a couple pictures with it covered up.
1: He's like, guys, I can't draw this with all this fucking animal hide on it. Take that shit off
0: and then he died instantly um okay, so so once they're they're over the river, they're in the promised land um, now they had to conquer the promised Land. Uh, so this is when they use the Ark as a fucking battle weapon. This is super fucking metal. Um, now, as we know, by this point, the Ark has played a very significant role in religious rituals. Um, it's believed to be a symbol of God's presence among his people. It was carried by priests during processions and was taken into battle as a means of gaining divine protection. And it was said to have miraculous powers such as bringing down the walls of Jericho. <clears throat> so they crossed the river. First city they got to conquer is Jericho. Um, now, after wandering in the desert for 40 years, the last thing these motherfuckers want to do is lay siege to a fortified city, right?
2: Yeah, just like in the desert for 40 years. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you made it back, boys, but you just got to conquer this entire city real quick
0: yeah why don't you go ahead and uh lay siege to this fortified city i know you've been wandering around for 40 years but um hey you get the land after
2: yeah they're like we got Um, camels you know and uh (laughs) we got reserve water supply at this point let's do it
1: and they had the ark the city's actually a little bit more fortified than it was 40 years ago when you left right <laughs>
0: yeah so he's just this is that's classic god dude um now, I'm sure you got that's some what strong he, kids i'm sure that's what he said when they got there he's he's talking through the ark and it's it's like a walkie talkie it's just like a ksh. yeah so the cities uh they built their walls up pretty high uh because they had 40 years because you guys decided to doubt me so uh good luck um Taking now, the walls down, that's a big thing for Now, now, upon, yeah, God's using this like a CB radio. Um, now, I mean, that, if we think about it, that is essentially what it is. Now, upon instruction, the ark was carried around the city once a day for six days, led by armed men and seven priests sounding seven trumpets made of ram's horns. Now, on the seventh day, the Israelites were instructed to shout and Jericho's walls crumbled flat and the Israelites laid siege to the city, killing every man, woman, child, and animal that was in their way. Now for the next seven years, the Israelites conquered Canaan, which was the promised land. And then the Ark was placed in a permanent resting place in a temple in Shiloh, where it is said to have remained for a hundred years. Now, fast forward and we get to um, another bullet point in the Ark's history. Uh, Now, this is according to the biblical narrative. The Philistines are the next enemy on the southern coast of Canaan, and they start pushing their way in fucking with the Israelites. Uh, In one battle, the Israelites lost nearly 4,000 men, so they're fucking pissed off. Uh, now, the elders dis- decided to take the Ark from the temple at Shiloh and onto the battlefield to assist them against the Philistines. Um, now, apparently they did this against God's will. And so, to their surprise, they were again heavily defeated, this time losing up to 30,000 men. Now, not only did they lose a shitload of good men out there, uh, but the precious Ark was also captured by the Philistines. Um, now, I was reading into this, and upon hearing the news of its capture um, by a messenger, the old priest Eli fell dead when he heard the news. So, he, like, the messenger passes him along the news. He's like, dude, they fucking, the Philistines fucking captured the ark. This guy falls back in his chair, breaks his fucking neck. He's dead on the spot. <laughs> now... So the Philistines got the fucking thing. Now, they they take it to Ashdod, um, and in Ashdod, it was placed in the Temple of Dagon, which was the fish god that they worshipped. Fucking badass, dude. Which also, like every Wikipedia referred to these other primitive religions at the time as a, a cult. Like, they were known as the Cult of Dagon was their religion, but it's essentially no different than, you know, the Israelites at the time. Everybody had their cult. Yeah, I mean. Just one of them became more mainstream, you know. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, these guys worship this fish god, Dagon, fucking badass. Now, they placed the ark by the, f- the statue of their fish god. Next morning, Dagon was found face down in front of the ark as if bowing down to it. And so they're like, all right, this is a little weird. Maybe the statue just fell over. They pick it back up. uh, And then the next day, the statue was, again, found on the ground in front of the Ark, this time with its head and hands cut off. Uh, Now, following this, the people of Ashdod began to develop tumors and painful hemorrhoids, and a plague of rodents was sent all over the land. Now, side note, some historians speculate this could have been A form of bubonic plague at the time. Um, But the Philistines, they're thinking, hey, this is because of the Ark. Um, So they took the Ark to several different places in their country. And at each place, some type of crazy bullshit like this happened. More hemorrhoids, tumors, Seas and seas of mice swarming the
1: cities. From my research, I saw that it was saying that a lot of those uh, tumors and hemorrhoids are signs of radi- radiation poisoning.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that's fallen in line with this sort of like ancient um,
1: ancient aliens. aliens. Yeah, yeah,
0: because it's essentially you know not of this a reactor or something. Yeah. <laughs> now, so we'll get into that, but as for now, we're just talking like. These are boils is some type of fucking plague, some type of sickness. They don't know what it is, but they're thinking 10 plagues of Egypt. Hey, that, that wasn't too long ago. That was big news in this area at the time. So they were like, Hey, fuck this fucking thing. We got to get this out of here. Um, now after the ark had been among them for seven months, the Philistines, they say, let's get this out of here. And they return it to the Israelites. Now upon its return, they also offered up golden images, uh, I was reading, or I guess like little statues of tumors, mice, and hemorrhoids that afflicted their people. Nice uh, I-
2: hemorrhoid statue. <laughs> yeah. And seriously, I mean, God? He's like, you need to create little sculptures of the things that killed your people and bring them to me. I
0: don't think, I don't think God told them to do that. I think this was just their way of like a peace offering, but I don't, it may like, they're just like, how do you make a golden statue of a hemorrhoid? Did they like mold a butthole?
1: I guess. They put it on, put it on someone's dead ass. <laughs>
2: yeah. I d-
0: Yeah. Of
1: it. <laughs> Covered it in
0: gold. Uh, yeah. So, they they give this up as a peace offering, you know, and they're like, hey, get this the fuck out of here. Now, the ark was set up in the field of Joshua in the town of Beth Shemesh. And the Beth Shemites, they were like, dude, this is awesome. We've heard all about this thing. Let's take a fucking look at this. Now, they gaze at the ark and as punishment, 70 of them were immediately murked by the Lord himself. Some translations have it as... Many as 50,070.
2: Um, so
0: that <laughs> is quite a from- difference.
2: <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's like, so it's all right, anywhere. either 70 or 50,000.
0: 70 or 50,070 people died. I mean, either way, that's a fucking massacre, dude. So basically, in the decades that followed, the loose. There was like a loose association of Israelite tribes, and they became united under King Saul to form the United Monarchy and expand power. Now, Saul's successor was King David um, of star fame. We familiar here? Defeated Goliath. He's got okay. the fucking star. Okay. Um, yeah. Now, this, is, this brings us to the David era. So in the beginning of his reign over the United Monarchy, uh, King David removed the Ark from Kiriath jerium I believe is how you say that, in order to bring the Ark to Zion or Jerusalem. Uh, now, Uzzah and his brother, um, who were sons of the guy whose house the Ark was stored in, in Kiriath uh, jerium Um, they were tasked with transporting the ark to Jerusalem. And the story goes that on the drive there in an ox drawn carriage, Uzzah put his hand out to steady the ark and was instantly struck dead by God for touching it. Uh, now David eventually got the ark to Jerusalem. Um, but since he was such a savage, Uh, He wasn't pure enough in God's eyes to build a permanent temple for the Ark. So that responsibility fell to his son, Solomon. So now we get into the Solomon era. Now, eventually, um, the Ark was placed in what is known as the Holy of Holies in the first temple in Jerusalem, which was built by King Solomon. Uh, Nowadays, this is known as Temple Mount. Uh, this is where the Dome of the Rock is. Uh, and this whole area is a major contention point between Jewish, Muslim, and Christian religions. Uh, likely, you know, I would like to do an entire episode on like Dome of the Rock or even one on Solomon's Temple uh, because it's it's pretty badass and there's like a lot of lore to it, a lot of supernatural shit going on. Um, Also, shout out to... Ferrari 92 on Instagram. Uh, she requested us like an episode for us to do on this Masonic temple in, in Yakima, Washington. And I was kind of looking into this. It's basically an exact replica of Solomon's temple. Uh, so we'll likely tie that into that app. Shout out to that listener. Uh, stay tuned there. Um, now during the construction of Solomon's temple, a special inner room known as the Holy of Holies was prepared to receive and house the Ark. And when the temple was dedicated, the Ark containing the original tablets of the Ten Commandments was placed inside. Uh, Now, when priests emerged from the holy place after placing the Ark there, it is said that the temple was filled with a cloud.
2: For the glory of the Lord... Had filled the house of the Lord.
0: So they put this thing in the Holy of Holies. Now, only high priests could enter on one day of the year. This is known as Yom Kippur. Um, and this was a complex ritual. It involved donning special clothes, burning incense in order to cover the ark in a sort of haze. And for the next 400 years, the ark remained in the temple and was the center of Jewish faith.
1: Is that, why the, uh, is that why they go there and bang their heads on the wall?
0: Yeah, I think, like, uh, I mean, there's a whole lot to it now because it's controlled by, like, a Muslim collective, but essentially, I, I don't know if they're allowed fully in there, but I do know, like, a lot of Orthodox Jews, they won't even walk on the ground of like Temple Mount because they think it's so like so sacred, sacred. and holy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They just go right up to the wall. That's it, right?
0: Yeah, they just go right up to the wall. And like you said, bang their head against it.
1: Well, and then that's <laughs> also uh, supposedly the spot where Muhammad ascended to heaven from, correct? Yep, yep, yep. We've
0: got that in here later because we will get into the whole fucking conflict. You guys um, trying to
1: hit that up one day for real though?
0: I mean, dude, I I think you have to be like Muslim and shit. I don't think you can just go in there.
1: I don't want to go inside. I just want to go to it.
0: And what? Bang your head against the wall with the Jews?
1: I'm not Jewish, so no. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, you can still pray with them in unison and solidarity.
1: Maybe we fuck around in the catacombs, find the ark.
0: <clears throat> All right, maybe leave your Yeezys at home.
1: I probably will do that. <laughs> I <don't
0: know>. Okay. <laughs> All right, so it's 586 B.C. and the Ark seems to have completely disappeared from history after the Babylonian conquest of Jerusalem. Now, King Hezekiah, I believe is how you say that, whose reign ended in 687 BCE. He is the last biblical figure mentioned as having seen the Ark. Um, some speculate that he did have the Ark removed and sent to a cryptic hiding place, which is yet to be discovered. Um, as you know, this could be possible because there's a difference of about a hundred years there. Um, but if we take a look at the Babylonian conquest, so the Babylonians, they've got the city completely surrounded. Now King Zedekiah He is the king at the time of the Babylonian conquest, and he tried to escape the city. He tried to smuggle himself out of the city, but he was captured by the Babylonians, who butchered both of his sons while he watched, and then gouged out both of his eyes before taking him prisoner, along with all the men who tried to smuggle him out.
1: Um, That's nice. (laughs) Yeah, so that's a
0: little history for you. Now... After the conquest began, the Babylonian exile. Now, this is a period where Judaism became the religion we know it as today. You know, basically, these oral traditions and laws were written down and documented. Eventually, the uh, Judaites, I guess, is what they were referred to now. They're allowed back in um, and able to kind of rebuild the temple. I think that was after the Romans took it from the Babylonians, but the Ark was no longer where they believed it had been. And as we said, it seems to have completely vanished from history. Now, before we get into where the Ark could be, let's get into let's pause here, get into some theories on what the Ark is, because is there anything we're thinking right off the bat? Or I mean after hearing all these stories, brushing up on Sunday school, what are you guys thinking?
2: I kind of want to know the evidence, right? Like, I mean, uh, and I was a Christian. I'm agnostic. I know I've said that in previous episodes, and I do respect Christianity um, in many ways. I think it's a great way to live your life, and I think, um, you know, it. I, I think it's a great thing, but also <laughs> when you when you when you talk about the ark, or you talk about any of the scenarios that happens in the Bible, there are there is empirical evidence, but for the ark specifically, it's pretty much just people that spoke it over thousands of years and then wrote it. So down. we call so we call hearsay. <laughs>
0: okay, okay, but, right. All right. Now, let me re- Let me rephrase this. Going off of like the biblical history we just heard, let's just take this at face value. What do you guys think in the ark could be if it did exist? We're putting a big ol' if up here.
1: I mean, it. it seems like if we're going off of the evidence that we kind of just laid out, that obviously it's a means of transportation for the original Ten Commandments, I mean... If in fact it's shooting out laser beams and has a fucking cloud surrounding it that strikes people dead when they touch it, I mean that's like a little outlandish for my personal beliefs, but I could definitely believe that someone cared enough to, you know, put it put it into a gold box and carry it around because that's what they be- that's what they believed they needed to do at the time, and then you know through all the conquests that that area has seen over the thousands of years that the Ark has been known in existence, you know, anyone that comes across a huge golden box is probably like, all right, what the hell's in this thing? Probably trying to take it out of there.
2: Yeah. I'd have to agree with Rob. I mean, if there is evidence pointing to it existing besides just people talking about it and it being written down, um, I think it would be a box or, you know, yeah, like a golden (laughs) box made of gold that, um, you know, people put things in of importance, which in this instance was the Ten Commandments. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it has all the supernatural powers that it's proclaimed to have. I'm saying if
0: it did have these things are we just thinking it's straight up wrath of god captured in a box or was it possibly something else?
1: Oh, are you touching on like ancient alien type shit like it was I mean
0: ancient aliens um a type of fucking maybe Moses like invented the first fucking tesla coil or something I don't know I mean I'm just spitballing here but <clears throat> like what could this even have been just I guess essentially, like what you guys are saying is if there is, if we're taking the Bible at face value, the Ark did exist. It probably was just a gold box that was highly important, but maybe these supernatural powers were kind of rolled up to make this thing seem more holy than it was, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think. Well, if if you, if you look about the context of the time and I think people definitely were more in kind of the, kind of a supernatural mindset or more open to those things. So if they have a golden box with the 10 commandments in there, they're going to, you know, people are going to be like, oh, well, there's all these crazy powers and, you know, whatnot. It kills people when they open the box when they touch it that may not be reality but people at the time may have believed that is actually being true so it could just be a box a golden box but to people at the time maybe it was more than that but they never witnessed it themselves to know okay so these
0: were just possibly stories maybe uh
2: metaphors like you said earlier (sighs) allegories, much much like most of
1: the bible (laughs)
2: okay okay. true um all right now
1: well just going off what you're saying it's like obviously if it's that important to them and you create all these like tall tales around it people most likely are going to kind of like steer clear and believe that it's true if it's like constantly being covered up and carried around only by priests and like only one guy can see it a lot of people at the time are probably more likely to be like oh shit like can't touch that because of its like holiness and just kind of accept it for fact even though it might not be true and that's maybe just like a kind of like built up defense mechanism if you will just so like people aren't fucking with it i guess
0: okay gotcha now, and, and as far as, like, theories on what it is, so if you, again, take the Bible narrative for what it is, really, honestly, there's not much out there I could find looking at the Ark through, like, a modern lens. Um, and some reasons we just discussed, and some we'll get into later, but there's, there's a bunch of more fringe-type theories out there, so, you know, if you do take the biblical narrative... At face value, and you say, "Okay, maybe these these guys were so primitive they didn't know what they had." And if Moses was some mastermind, possibly one theory is that it's some type of extraterrestrial technology. Um, you now, for all the ancient astronaut, ancient astronaut, ancient aliens heads out there, this is obviously a no-brainer. Uh, you know, through the ancient astronaut lens, it would be as if Moses. Actually boarded a spaceship of some kind at Mount Sinai was let in on some sort of advanced tech, which was later recorded as God's wrath, God's presence, whatever you want to call it. I mean, what are we thinking here? This is like maybe they showed him a way to build this box or just gave him a box that would pop up with like a fucking hologram like R2D2 spitting out <laughs> holograms of like God and they're just like amazed by this because they're like, what the fuck is this? You know, what are we thinking here?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I who's to say, um, you know, with all this UAP talk with the Senate right now, we're not going to get into that. We should probably do an episode on that. But um, yeah, I mean, um, ancient aliens, people have been reporting these things or, you know, drawing things on walls for th- thousands of years. Um And maybe, maybe a spaceship landed there. Uh, I don't think it's too far out of the realm of possibility to consider that, you know, a god or the concept of a god is actually, was actually extraterrestrial, whether um, influence or, you know, uh, direct manipulation of thought and technology. So okay. yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, it. And it, at the time, like, like I said earlier, you have to look it through the lens of the time and people not understanding these concepts.
0: And yeah, I mean, essentially, I guess that's Ancient Aliens' whole shtick is like, hey, these guys were so primitive they didn't understand what these aliens were, uh, but it was aliens. And there's like, uh, isn't there something? I think I saw <laughs> this is actually I think on an Ancient Aliens episode. That when Moses came down from Mount Sinai his Mount Sinai his skin was like glowing.
1: I never heard that
2: I, Rob you? I didn't
1: see I don't remember that on the episode but what I did remember was if you recall the scene that Billy talked about earlier where the Nazis are like fucking with it in Indiana Jones and that right. guy has like the breastplate with all the gemstones on it. They were saying that anytime a priest or whoever was opening the ark to like talk to God or whatever was supposed to wear this breastplate and that it would light up when God was like in communication with them. And then, like, that made me think of like, all right, was it gemstones or is it like some like Like Darth Vader? Yeah, some like. some weird like <laughs> alien technology where you have to have like a certain code to like open it up and like there's some stones on the box that like go with it and you have to like open it a certain way and then they just thought like oh these are just like rubies and sapphires that are glowing when you're talking to god
0: um yeah now now Graham Hancock's book the one I mentioned at the top of the episode what his book does It supposes a couple things. One, the Ark itself possessed actual powers. Uh, so I guess similar to the ancient astronauts theory, um, or perhaps this was some type of like divine power, magical power. Um, and essentially his idea is that Moses was a con man. So he's no different than L. Ron Hubbard or Joseph Smith, um, Perhaps the powers of the Ark stem from two pieces of radioactive material, possibly a crash meteorite, which Moses found at Mount Sinai. He placed them in the Ark and then duped the Israelites into believing um, they were tablets of stone written by Yahweh and contained his laws. Um, So this is like Joe Dirt, you know, finding the meteor. (laughs) He (laughs) said... is like Mo- like Moses yeah now um Moses received also according to Graham Hancock Moses received training as an Egyptian magician uh which is a great name for a band but he also became <laughs> one of the possess- possessors of secret knowledge. And Moses' training in Egypt gave him the ability to tap into the power of this radioactive material and turn it into a controllable weapon. Um, now, basically, Moses borrowed both the physical design and religious meaning of the Ark from Pharaoh to of the ancient Egyptian festival of Aphet. And in turn, he used the Ark like a high-tech weapon. Um, he turned it on his enemies and even on the Israelites themselves when they got out of line. So Moses, perhaps, OG con man, uh, or what is he? Is, so he's saying he's like some brilliant fucking like um, nuclear scientist who found a way to manipulate this radioactive meteorite and use it as a weapon. I was thinking perhaps it could be like um, falling in line with Kabbalah. You know, we talked about like the ancient Jewish wisdom type shit. And this is like maybe the Ark is like some Aleister Crowley type shit. He's doing like ritual right hand path magic on this. What are we thinking here?
1: Uh, It's definitely uh, in line with some Aleister Crowley type shit. but And then even in one of the uh, documentaries that I watched, it was saying how... If you look back at um, like ancient Egyptian like temples and stuff, there there's like multiple like basically portable shrines that they had for their different gods that are essentially exactly like the Ark, but instead of angels on top, it has whatever god that they were praying to Sphinx. at the time. So you could basically take it out of the pyramid or the temple and pray to it out in the desert. And that makes sense. And it contained like holy artifacts. So it's like basically the same type of principle, but just a different like religion base, I guess. Okay. All right. And you mean, I mean, if you're looking at the history, they were, they started off in Egypt. So it's like not, unthinkable to imagine that maybe he was like okay I got an idea make one of these boxes make these fucking priests (laughs) carried around for me
0: okay I got it I got it yeah okay someone
1: touches it I'm killing them
0: okay so you're in line with the Moses was a con man probably but maybe not that he found
1: radioactive meteorite to use as a weapon I mean no one can know that for sure but it's, I don't think it's like out of the realm of possibility that he just made some shit up to get people to fall in line with what he wanted to do. But it's just amazing to me that a group of people followed him around for 40 years in the desert believing that that's what they needed to do.
2: Yeah. The whole like radioactive, possibly from a crash meteorite. I mean, yeah. Like, Mickey Mouse could come down and and you know just hand him radioactive material. Like I don't what, meteorite.
0: <laughs> what? Where is Mickey Mouse coming? No,
2: I'm, I'm just saying. You're it's just like,
0: saying it's fucking wild. It's so it's just, wild so, you can't just, fathom it?
2: it. It's just the, like complete, complete conjecture. Like okay, just like okay, okay yeah, it might have been a meteorite. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he may have stumbled <laughs> across a meteorite. That's my lucky meteorite. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, okay. Like, but at the same time, I, I do agree with Rob. Like, I think that, you know, he could have had this chest, uh, this this box, and been like, okay, you know, the Ten Commandments are in here. And they're sacred. And, you know, they will strike anyone that touches it. And I can use this as a weapon. And people just cower. Because I'm not saying they're dumb it was just a different time you know what i mean like it's it's not like it's not like w- the way we understand things in this day and age of modern technology you know back Maybe then, more gullible exactly ignorant would be the right word ignorant naive ignorant right
0: naivete yeah and now okay so essentially like a joseph smith like who created mormonism and he said oh god gave me these golden tablets but only i can see them and I somehow lost them. It's the same thing,
2: right? Yeah, right. I mean, and there's still the possibility that he did stumble across a crash meteorite that happened to be radioactive that he you know, used. I mean, that could have happened, but it's like, where, where, where are you drawing this conclusion from?
0: Well, I think just from the power of the arc. But then again, I don't, are meteorites inherently radioactive? I don't believe
1: so. Maybe. Like I don't know. It's not like a I'm fucking admit rod it. I don't of know.
0: plutonium
1: fell out of the sky. Yeah, I, I don't really buy that theory. I mean, possibly it's like something given to him by aliens. I could believe that. But it's also like, you know, how high tech are you going to be building something out in the desert?
0: Right, right. Okay. Now, that brings us to our next theory I stumbled across, which is the mana machine, we'll call it, theory. Um, now... I found this book, and according to according to legend and some ancient writings, during their 40-year exodus, the Israelites survived off a substance called manna. Um, this manna would fall from the sky, uh, apparently on command of the ark itself. Now, the book, The Manna Machine, uh, written by George Sassoon and Rodney Dale, um, they basically used the Kabbalah as their source, claiming that the Ark housed a machine that was nuclear-powered and would produce manna on a daily basis. They also posit that this is where the origins of the Sabbath come from, um, seventh day being the day of rest, because you got this machine running for six days nonstop. The machine would then have to be taken apart and cleaned in order to remain in good working order um, so what are we thinking there, Mana machine?
1: So these guys are out in the desert eating nuclear waste for fucking 40 years and surviving.
0: <laughs> I don't know if it's nuclear waste. I think what their whole idea, and I didn't read the book. So excuse me for my ignorance, but I think the whole idea is like the machine produced some kind of, I think what their theory was is it was like algae and they have replicated this, like some type of machine That's able to like reproduce this like sustenance with like this algae in it. Um, I don't really know the whole statistics there. I didn't look into the technicality of it. I thought it was kind of a stretch, but still interesting. So I put it in here. Uh, But yeah, just the like I don't think these guys are out in the desert building a fucking nuclear reactor.
1: Hey, you never know what you're going to find up on Mount Sinai. All the, all the tools necessary to create a nuclear-powered machine that produces food. Right. This is like uh, Iron Man,
2: dude.
0: Tony Stark built this in a cave.
2: Well, yeah. And also, come on. Same thing. Just complete conjecture. Okay. Oh, mana right. fell from the sky. They created well, a nuclear powered machine like thousands <laughs> of years ago before Christ.
0: Like where? Well, how else would they get the mana, Billy?
2: I know, but still you're like, okay, yeah, like, and Mickey Mouse could come and hand them shit. Like, what the <laughs> okay, fuck? You What's the difference? Well, I mean, like it's 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 so far-fetched where it's like uh, you okay. could literally say anything could have happened right.
0: in that scenario. Right. Okay. 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 All right. All right. And now how about this one? This is bringing it down a little more into believability. Uh, this is also on like all the Ancient Aliens episodes. The electrical capacitor theory, uh, we'll call it. So there are there are some who theorize that the arc was some type of electrical capacitor similar to a Leyden jar. You guys know what this is?
2: Nope.
1: Not familiar.
0: It's like a jar that, uh, it's like a small box or a jar that stores a high voltage electrical charge, usually from an external source. And, um, there's like electrical conductors on the inside and outside of these glass jars. Think like Frankenstein, you know, when he makes the monster and there's all the beams like shooting off think of it like, kind of like that. Now. So the whole thing here is like the arc was made from acacia wood, right? And then it was completely covered in gold. Um, So the wood essentially acted like an insulator between the positive charge, which was the outer plating, and the negative charge, which was the inner plating. And the cherubs on the top, one was positive, one was negative, and they would elicit an electrical charge. Um, This could be a possible explanation for... Why there are so many stories of people dying when coming into contact with the Ark. Example, you got Moses' nephews burned from the inside. Um, I mean, what are we thinking there? What are we thinking here?
2: They got ancient electricians up in there. like. I mean, I guess, you know, electrics. Yeah, uh, like natural electricity. Basically,
0: I don't know about I don't know about that. Maybe the theory is also that, hey, the fucking I think this is, again, playing off the aliens theory. They were told how to build this. Or even if you don't buy into aliens, a lot of people think like the Egyptians and stuff, you know, were there was some other there's like a missing link in history and like there was some highly advanced civilization that we're not able to find the missing pieces of like probably something like that maybe
2: yeah yeah i could i mean that's actually not out of the realm of possibility i guess technically anything like essentially
0: lost uh lost tech you know
2: right like taught to them by extraterrestrials that had advanced. No, not
0: necessarily. It didn't have to necessarily be extraterrestrials. It could have been... I mean, it could have just been knowledge that was orally passed down, and we have no record of it. And this True. tech is completely lost to history.
1: I still find it hard to believe that you're out in the desert building some crazy Frankenstein machine that conducts electricity and c- creates a shock to anyone that touches it. But, I mean, I'd be... I'd be more willing to believe that a UFO landed on Mount Sinai and they just <laughs> handed some crazy contraption to Moses and he brought it down than he's up there with a team of electricians building some electrically charged box out in the fucking wilderness. Okay, he's out there with Mickey Mouse, right? Yeah, Mickey now,
2: Mouse is building okay. it for him. Hell yeah, yeah. Now,
0: I'm I'm also not so sure about the whole like ancient aliens tech idea because- like you watch those ancient aliens episodes and they're like Moses was taught by the aliens to build how to build this technology. And it's like I don't know because wouldn't the instructions be much more clear? I mean, you read the book of Exodus, it just tells you like the basic construction of a box. That's like fucking woodworking 101. It's not like it's not like they're telling them all these mechanical um like instructions you know unless maybe somebody aliens possibly put or Mickey Mouse put <laughs> some mechanical device inside you know ancient aliens are are all over this whole like mechanical nuclear radioactive idea and they use the instructions from Exodus as proof but wouldn't there be like a lot more detailed instructions somewhere
1: well also. Number one rule of magic is a good magician never tells his secret. So <laughs> okay. I mean Moses probably isn't exactly Fair writing point. it down in the book. He's just like, hey, God told me to build this box. We got to put the tablets in it. He's not going to go into detail about all this other shit if that's in fact what he is doing. Yeah,
0: but why even go into detail about the dimensions and stuff of the box if not include everything? He's just leaving out the most important mechanical aspects.
1: Well, because then that way you're to the common person it's just a box that God told you to build and it has all these crazy powers if he tells you all like what's creating the power then it loses a loses the allure of being holy holy and like supernatural you know So all those theories aside let's get into some
0: theories on where the ark could be. Now, to this day, the Ark remains a symbol of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, and its seemingly sudden disappearance has led to many tall tales about where this holy relic could be. Um, Now, Rob, this is like what you were saying. You know, you got to keep the search alive. It adds credence to the religion, you know. If somebody finds this box and is like, this is just a piece of fucking wood with some shitty gold on it. They're going to be like, this has no magical powers. The religion dies. Now, many scholars focus on the Babylonian invasion as the focal point on where on the whereabouts of the Ark. Um, Most of them seem to agree that this is like the key to the whole thing. Uh, But, you know, there are some other texts and theories that point to the Ark being removed before the Babylonian conquest uh, and possibly of it lying dormant in some unknown hiding place. Now, I think the main options for what happened to the Ark seem to be, one, it was destroyed. Two, it was taken by the Babylonians, and probably destroyed. Or three, it was taken by the Jewish people before the destruction of the temple. Now, if it was not removed or hidden prior to the Babylonian invasion, it really could be anywhere, seeing as how... As, like, we were talking about, the area has been, it's had so many conquerors in the times that followed. Um, it's been, I think, captured and recaptured some 44 times throughout history. Um, following the Babylonian conquest, the Persians, the Macedonians, the Romans, and the Muslims all controlled the area at one point or another. Um, there are also some who believe the Romans took the ark in their time of rule over the city, but. As far as I could tell, most conclude that this is as far a stretch as a nutsack over a timpani. I mean, that's a far stretch because there is basically no hard evidence and only a few anecdotal accounts that could possibly point to this conclusion. Also, Um, there's like a bunch of accounts of the Romans parading around all these treasures they had stolen from the temple when they came back to Rome. So think of this, like the fucking championship parade, you know, this is the fucking Lakers out there hoisting the trophy. You know, this is the fucking Kansas city chiefs and Patrick Mahomes out there raising the, uh, Lombardi trophy. And there, so there's this parade And there are numerous records of this happening. um, but And they describe the treasures that people saw. And nothing describes anything like the Ark. Um, Now, others say, possibly, this is like one of the major ones I could find. This one's all over Reddit. People fucking believe this one wholeheartedly. Um, There's a bunch of stories that um, claim the Ark traveled to Africa, either Ethiopia or Egypt, via Solomon to the queen of Sheba. Uh, And now she is said to have bore Solomon's son, Menelik. And the legend has it that eventually Menelik placed the Ark in the church of St. Mary of Zion in the town of Axiom, where it remains to this day. Now, it is still guarded by Ethiopian Orthodox monks, and only the monk designated as keeper is allowed to see it. Um, and some are highly skeptical of this claim because the main source for the whole story of the Ark being taken to Ethiopia by King Menelik is um, a series or a writing known as the Kyber Nagast. Now, this is the National Epic of Ethiopia, which was composed in... Uh, in around the 14th century AD, so about 2,200 years after the events that it's describing. Um, And also, it's like a national epic, so of course it it wants to make Ethiopia look good.
1: So in the documentary that I was watching, it actually touched on that, and it said that Menelik, like once he became ruler of Ethiopia, decided to go visit his father, King Solomon, and was right. basically like, this guy's a fucking douchebag. Like, I'm taking this thing with me. And allegedly, God spoke to him and told him that he could take it back, but he had to build this temple in Ethiopia similar to King Solomon's temple. And that somewhere... In the desert outside of Egypt, they flew on the Ark of the Covenant back to Ethiopia. So right, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's dude, like, how reliable of a source is that? Like this like now they're fucking Aladdin out here flying around?
0: Now the, again, that could be a mistranslation. Like maybe he meant, Oh, we flew back like we just got back quick.
1: Had to get the fuck out of there before he found out I was gone. Or
0: yeah. This could be some type of translation error. But yeah, I also heard that in the story, he like made a second arc. So he like Danny Oceaned it and like put a replacement, a fake arc in its place and like swapped them out. But again, like I said, this, the sources for that is the fucking. National epic of Ethiopia. Of course, they want to make this as badass as possible. Now, bring Graham Hancock back into the mix on the Ethiopian bit. Um, he did spend a considerable a considerable amount of time in Axum um, in the nineteen nineties. Now, apparently, he got to know several of the priests who claimed to have guarded the Ark of the Covenant, and he made specific reference to how quickly uh, these. Chosen priests seem to become ill and die shortly after taking the position. Um, now, the Ancient Aliens episode even goes as far as saying they develop heavy cataracts. Some of them go blind during their tenure as watcher over the Ark. Um, and, you know, that's, a, that's an interesting point because, as we saw in the original narrative, only those with the correct like breastplate and ceremonial garb could approach it safely. Now, from a modern perspective, um, it's like protective clothing from radiation, like we talked about, you know it like some of the writings it's like areas like the head, the lungs, the genitals had to be covered when you're approaching the ark. Um, now, I started diving into this one a little bit more because I'm thinking this is fucking crazy now, modern Ethiopia. Lots of conflict in the region. You got the the, most recently the Tigray War um, and Axiom is in the Tigray region. Um, Now, the Ethiopian government has essentially enforced a communication blackout in the region. So there's no Internet phone media access. They block journalists. Um, It's essentially to like prevent the spread of information and control the narrative like is so important in today's day and age. Now, this has prevented journalists from reporting on the conditions and the situation in in Tigray. Um, Now, in December of 2020, a militia attacked the town of Axum. Uh, Apparently, priests barricaded the church to protect the ark. And since Tigray is essentially cut off from the world and journalists have been blocked from the region, little is known about this siege. But a deacon residing in Axum told the Associated Press that he helped count bodies, gather victims, and assist with burials in mass graves. And he believes that an estimated 800 people were killed in the church and around the city. Um, so, you know, you got another stat I read said that like some 750 people uh, were hiding in the church and were brought out and killed by these uh, militants. Um, now locals suspected their intention was to steal the Ark of the Covenant. Um, so, I mean, what are we thinking about this whole axum bit? That's pretty fucking crazy, right?
2: No, I, I definitely, it's, that's wild. I mean, the fact that they were supposed to have, you know, been kind of keepers of the Ark and if, if. You know the the keepers of the ark actually got cataracts, died. Yeah, that, that's pretty crazy, right? But and also in in the modern age too, like you mentioned, how like no one th- there's no internet, you can't. It, it's basically like back a hundred years or something like that. So that's pretty weird. And an estimated 800 people were killed. My only thing is this though where's the data coming from for this? If this is well, that's what I'm, that's
0: why it was so hard to uh find. I mean I there's a bunch of articles that that talk about the attack, but like we said, there's a total blackout in the region, so you can't really get that much good information um And who knows these militants could have not been trying to steal the ark. They could have just been. Doing classic Coming fucking through American people. Yeah, that's like classic Civil War shit. Um,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa! So sorry, I didn't. I just wanted to say something before. I read an article like specifically talking about that like Civil War going on over there, and the title of the article was "Modern Day Raiders of the Lost Ark," <laughs> and it was saying that they're. I mean, I don't know how credible the source is because it was, like, a... I mean, it was New York Times, but, I mean, I didn't, like, research the journalist at all, but they basically said that the reason that those 800 people were killed there was because they were, in fact, trying to get in and steal the Ark, and that's basically what they did, and now the whereabouts are, like, unknown, but that the priests of the place are claiming that they protected it even though they like whoever it was that attacked them got away with it because it's like you know you send in like 20 trucks of armed dudes to these like helpless priests and they just slaughtered them all and took it like there's nothing that those guys could really do yeah
0: right that was my whole thing is that that's why i was trying to look this up because a i was like 2020 fucking 800 people die that's insane there's got to be some stories about this and like all the shit i could find was pretty scant but so who knows what really happened over there but yeah it's essentially like if they came in and killed i mean how many fucking priests they got protecting this shit
1: 800 priests (laughs) well i think it was like it wasn't just the priests it was like the whole town knew that they were coming for that and they were like oh like our whole lives is centered around like watching over this thing, so we got to do whatever we can to protect it, basically. So it's basically the entire town surrounding that uh, temple went there to protect it base is like what I gathered from the article
0: right. Now, going back to that, their like claim to fame with this ark and everything, the only scholar who um has credibly claimed to have seen the ark in Axum. Um, is Edward Ullendorf. Um, he is a professor. Uh, was a professor of Ethiopian studies at the University of London, and he essentially said he was able to go in, see the Ark, and study it, and he says what they have is a medieval fake. So, probably unlikely that this is where the Ark is.
1: I also read an article about this guy, and he was basically there during some war that was going on when, like, Italy was involved with it. And he said that he asked the, whoever the, like, priest that was watching the Ark at the time, he was like, hey, like, I need to go see this for religious studies. Like, I've, I've basically researched this, like, my whole life kind of thing. And the guy was like, sorry, like, I am the only one that can, like, view it. And be around it. And he basically just, like, had his guards, like, pull the guy aside. And, like, he went in, like, against the priest's will and checked it out. So, I mean, that's also just going off of one guy's story. Like, there's no photographic or, like, any other evidence than his word.
0: Okay, yeah. But, again, highly unlikely that the Ark is in Ethiopia, I think. Um. Now, next up, possible location could be Temple Mount, like we talked about. Now, um, this story claims that the Ark is hidden deep below Jerusalem in a location inaccessible due to its proximity to the modern-day Muslim Dome of the Rock Mosque. Um, This is on Temple Mount. Now, many Orthodox Jews believe that the Ark is located in a cave beneath the ancient site of where the Ark was kept, you know, the, the Holy of Holies. Now, there is a cave beneath where people think that is and this is known as the well of souls um just like in Raiders of the Lost Ark although not in Tannis um so picture right here and I'll put this on the Instagram this is the foundation stone or noble rock and that is the that is what Dome of the Rock is built over um, it's a it's highly this rock this ground whatever you want to call it is highly significant in the Abrahamic religions, So that's the big three, Christianity, Judaism, Muslim. Um, like we were saying, you know, this is the place where God is said to have created the world as well as the first human, Adam. Um, it's also believed to be the site where Abraham attempted to sacrifice his son and is the place where God's divine presence is manifested more than any other place. Um, The Jews face this direction during prayer. Uh, For Muslims, it's connected to the creation of the world as well. And the belief that the night journey of Muhammad, where he eventually ascended into heaven, began from this rock, the foundation stone. Now, there is a hole in the southeastern corner of the rock that enters a cavern beneath. This is known as the Well of Souls. And this is partially natural, partially man-made cave Located in the foundation stone. Now the name derives from a medieval Islamic legend. That at this place the spirits of the dead can be heard awaiting judgment day. Super fucking badass. Super fucking metal. Um, Now during the crusader period. uh, So that's about 1099 first crusades. um, You know how the Christians siege Jerusalem. Um, It was known to the Christians as the holy of holies referring to the inner sanctum of the former Jewish temple. Um, And according to modern scholarship, that is probably located on top of the foundation stone. Now there's all these legends of the Knights Templar finding a bunch of hidden treasures in their excavations of the area um, because after they sieged Jerusalem in 1099, they essentially controlled the area for a century. You know, the Catholics had it for like a hundred years, um, They did some excavations. Now they found a bunch of hidden treasure, including the Ark. And legend has it that they took it with them, uh, possibly hiding it in Chartres Cathedral in the north of France or Roslyn Chapel in Scotland. I believe we... Talked about this a little bit in our Freemason episode. That chapel has a bunch of connections to like Freemason, Illuminati, fucking weird shit. So, possible resting place of the Ark. Even an Irish tale claims that the Ark was buried under Ireland's Hill of Tara. And a bunch of people went digging for it there before they were stopped. Um,.
1: I was just saying. I also in that documentary that I watched, there was a whole section on the Knights Templar. Uh, basically, what they were saying in that is that they had kept it in the cathedral in France for like centuries. But um, if you're familiar with Knights Templar, they eventually were like excommunicated from the church because Philip the Fourth of France wanted to become a part of it, and they didn't really like his uh I don't know like policies or how he was ruling the country and they told him that he couldn't be a part of it so he basically just was like all right well fuck you guys I'm gonna kill all of you and kick you out of France and when they did that they took it over to Scotland and England where they're hiding out uh to get away from France basically and then I dug further more into that rabbit hole and found out that this guy that died in like the early 1900s basically had this uh, small temple or not, it's not really a big enough to call a cathedral. It's more of like a church you could say in uh, England, like right outside of London. And there's um, this stained glass window that he had built before he passed away. And it has all these um, like, secret cryptic messages in the stained glass on like where they actually hid the ark and the holy grail because apparently the knights templar got both of those from jerusalem and there's been like multiple excavations around that church and as well as at the sites that they believe could have like the those messages are supposedly supposed to send you to but then i found this one from the 90s that they're still trying to basically get the right to excavate at this other church and um it's an it's another spot in england but uh the catacombs underneath of it were uh walled off with brick in like the late 1800s and no one's been past that brick wall since then and they think that the knights templar like hid it under this guy's house who was like basically one of the leaders after their leader was like murdered in France. So I'm thinking, you know, if, if true and they ever excavate that place, like that could be pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. But again, that's just like every other fucking legend. Like look right here at the next point I'll get to, but obviously Knights Templar when they're fucking butt fucked out of Jerusalem by the Muslims, they're probably like, well, guess what, motherfuckers? We got the Ark, we got the Holy Grail. Um, just to kind of bolster their position in the realm of religion, you know? But even in like look at like you True. were talking about, the the wall's sealed off. The guy got right to the wall, but then it's fucking sealed off. Now, July nineteen eighty one. Israeli excavators discover something in the western wall of Temple Mount. Um so basically at this time and to this day, the area is controlled and maintained by the Muslims. Uh, now they had an agreement to let the Israelis do some digging, but only on the Western Wall. This was important. Now the Rabbi in charge, Yuda Getz, uh, he basically, without mention, went off course, did some secret excavating directly under Temple Mount. This is a big no-no from the Muslims. Um, now. The Israelis, they discovered a passageway running directly where the center of the old temple and possibly the Holy of Holies once existed. Now, the rabbi claimed that his excavation reached a point only 40 feet from the ark when the Muslims protested the excavations. Getz had to stop digging and the entrance to the tunnel was sealed, remaining sealed to this day. Um so so close. Yep, so close but yet so far. Um uh, now again, going back to like the whole Christian Knights Templar shit, I was reading another theory that possibly the ark of the covenant was referring to like uh Mary Magdalene or some shit, like she was the ark, was the carrying vessel or some bullshit. I think this was more, though, like the realm of some like Dan Brown bullshit. You know how he writes in the (laughs) Da Vinci Code like the Holy Grail is actually the bloodline of Jesus Christ. You know, I think it's like some shit like that. Um, Now, there's other accounts that suggest the the Copper Scroll, which is part of the Dead Sea Scrolls discovered in the Qumran Caves describe the location of the Ark, yet cannot be deciphered well enough to determine its location. Uh, Because basically this Copper Scroll, um, like the Dead Sea Scrolls, you know, you're familiar, they found these things, these, these old collections of Jewish writings, very, very old. Now, basically this Copper Scroll described a bunch of locations of like silver and gold. It's a fucking treasure map, dude. This is, now, fucking, is, that
1: a, is that a silver copper scroll or just a regular,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's just a regular copper scroll, um, due to its brown hue now.
2: <laughs> brown hue.
0: Yeah. It's, it's copper hue, I guess now. But again, you know, this is a fucking, this is a fucking Johnny Depp, Jack Sparrow treasure map we've got here. Um, but has yet to be deciphered. So to be determined on that one. Now, there's also a passage in the second book of Maccabees, um, chapter 2, verses 4 to 8, which was written sometime around 124 BC. Now, this passage claims that the prophet Jeremiah rescued the Ark of the Covenant and hid it in a secret cave under Mount Nebo, which is in modern day Jordan. And this Mount Nebo is supposedly where Moses died. Now, again, there's a bunch of speculation here, probably not any real weight to it. And I think some of the like Templar lore kind of ties into this because they apparently stayed at Petra, which is in Jordan, Um which Petra is like, you know, in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where he finds the Ark and there's those big cities like carved into the like sandstone.
1: You mean the Holy Grail?
0: Yeah, the Holy Grail. Um Petra is kind of like that it's a bit that's what it's based off of in the um, last Crusade but gotcha um but yeah there's like lore that the Knights Templar once stayed in Petra and they were like kind of exploring some of the caves around it and they found the ark in one of these caves which aligns with this Mount Nebo story um some have even speculated that the ark is buried below Mount Cavalry uh which is where Jesus Christ was crucified Um, But again, I feel like this is just kind of using the lore of the Ark to tie it into your own religion, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
2: Well, it's almost like where, you know, Jesus was crucified. Like, is that really where Jesus was crucified? And honestly, (laughs) that that actually leads great into our next uh, topic here. Fact or fiction.
0: Yeah, which, okay, yeah. Fact or fiction? I mean, let's let's get real with it, guys. Fact. Let's fucking factor fiction. Um, what's the gentleman's name that hosts the show? Our writers made this one up. Yeah, let's fucking Jonathan Frakes this one, um, because some, now this is mostly atheists, would argue that the leading or most plausible theory is that the Ark of the Covenant was a fictional artifact contained within a purely mythical story. Now, the biblical story of Exodus is one of the most researched um, in all of biblical archaeology. Yet, since research began in the mid-1800s, basically no credible evidence has been found to support the story. Now, there are theories and there is shreds of ed- evidence that two Semitic tribes migrated out of Egypt around this time, Um Now, some theories say that these were possibly combined into one tribe being the Israelites for the sake of the biblical tale. Now, the concept of the ark, like we talked about in the the biblical story, was almost certainly based off of similar boxes and arks used in both ancient Egypt and Mesopotamia to carry religious papers and other items from place to place. This is no secret, you know, the basic structure of a chest with two poles on either side, uh, for it to be carried aligns with other known artifacts from these times, including a surviving ark that was discovered in the tomb of Tutankhamun, a.k.a. T- King Tut. Now, as we mentioned earlier, the Book of Exodus, along with the f- other four books of the Torah, Genesis, Numbers, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy, were all written by unknown Judite scribes during the time of the B- Babylonian exile. Now, there is the belief, theory, whatever you want to call it, that Exodus was most likely written as a tale of inspiration. A possible hope that a hero, being Moses in the story, would come and, supported by their belief in God, would lead the captive Judite people back to freedom in their homeland, um, Judites being the descendants of the original Israelites. Now, it's also pure speculation. But the story could have been set at an unidentified time in Egypt so that the Babylonian captors wouldn't realize the true meaning of the story. In particular, the Israelites desired retribution against their captors, a.k.a. the biblical 10 plagues. Now, the Bible is not necessarily a history book. While it does contain some references to a few non-biblical confirmed people, places, and events, most of it, especially anything with a miraculous, supernatural, or uh, God-did-this-because aspect, is nothing more than what some would say is a collection of hand-selected myths and allegorical stories. Now, many of these, not being original, but were adaptations of early myths taken from other cultures. Now, once again, these are the atheists talking, but all of these myths and stories reflected the naive, superstitious, and scientifically ignorant theological beliefs of groups of largely illiterate people who lived in part of or near the Middle East between two and three thousand years ago.
2: So, uh you know, the story of Noah and the flood, I mean, that that was actually a Sumerian tale. It would basically like a creation story. And so when you look at all these different, you know, religions before Christianity, you see a lot of these similarities in terms of many uh, core components of, of of things. So yeah, I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, right.
0: Just like, I think we talked about that on our Mayans episode. Like even when you see it with the Olmecs and the Mayans, like the flood myth, that's prevalent on a lot of cultures, the creation myth, all those kinds of things. Now, now all in all, there is no concrete archeological evidence to substantiate or corroborate the existence of the Ark of the Covenant against the biblical tale that we have. And given its importance and claim that it was captured numerous times, there should at least be some type of corroboration, but there is not. Now, we can also ask, even according to the biblical story, who actually ever saw the Ark uncovered with their own eyes? Who ever saw what was inside the Ark? And of this small list of people, which of them actually existed? Now, during the sack of Jerusalem, um, where the Babylonians destroyed the first temple, where the Ark of the Covenant is said to have been kept, there is an archaeological record which does seem to support an account of absolute destruction. Now, furthermore, references to the Ark ceased after the destruction of the first temple. And given the level of destruction consistent with archaeological findings, it is highly unlikely that the Babylonians would have spared the Ark of the Covenant. I mean, think about it. This is the most sacred object of your enemy, possibly a powerful weapon. Of course, you're just going to fucking take a shit in that box, smash it to pieces, and harvest the gold, right?
2: <laughs> Precisely. But
1: on the flip side, if that's like your most sacred possession and you know the city's about to be sacked by conquerors that you're not going to be able to defeat wouldn't you think that they'd be like smart enough to maybe hide it somewhere or at least attempt to
0: well 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 um based on what happened to remember we heard about the king trying to sneak out of the city this was the king and they had the city completely surrounded they caught him killed his kids gouged his eyes out I think it's hard to imagine that a group of at least four, let's say, Israelite men carried a massive gold chest would have escaped during the siege of Jerusalem and successfully hidden the gold chest somewhere where it would be safe from destruction.
1: Well, I mean, if they really have a labyrinth of tunnels and catacombs underneath the temple that's allegedly still exists to this day, then... If you think that they just destroyed the temple and burned it to the ground, maybe they didn't go all the way down inside of it and take everything out. Maybe they just said, hey, fuck you guys. We're burning your temple down.
0: Okay, possibly, possibly. And, of course, I'm. this is the skeptics corner over here. This is the skeptical view. Um, now, to, to conclude this one, you know, while the true location and fate of the Ark remain a mystery... Mythic legend or not, the fact remains that the Ark was a focal point at several points throughout history and is a central part in the story of some of the world's major religions. Possibly once being held in the center of Jerusalem, which lies at the crossroads of three major continents and is of monumental importance to three of the major religions of the world, making it the most fought over and contested land in human history, a fight which goes back thousands of years and continues to this day. If anyone were to ever locate this lost Ark of the Covenant, it would surely be one of, if not the greatest finds in recorded history, and I believe that it would most certainly belong in a museum.
1: You belong in a museum.
0: <laughs> so there you have it, guys. I mean, what do we got on the ark? Do we have any? Do you have anything to close this one out? Do you want to round this one out with any thoughts before we uh, sign off here?
2: I mean, I I'm always the skeptic in many ways. So um, besides it being written down and spoken about, and you know this and that, and it came from aliens, and like it was probably a box, a golden box with some tablets in it that. People, you know, kind of believed that it was more than that. And over time, people talked about it, and it spread, and it became legend. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's reality. You know, I think there's a freedom in religion in general. I'm not talking about Christianity specifically. I'm talking about every religion. I think there's a freedom for people. And uh, if it if it's works for you, then great. But it's also very hard to prove any of it. That's why they call it faith, you know. But at the same time, if we're talking about empirical hard evidence, the Ark was probably just a box that people, you know, created a myth around, and it stuck. And some people take it literal to this day, but. I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at.
0: And that's even if it existed at all. It could be complete
1: story. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, just going off of what Billy said, I think like uh, just my personal opinion on it is even though there isn't the, you know, hard evidence to support that it did exist that everyone wants to look for and have to like make it believable, I think that I believe that something similar to it had to have existed at some point for it to have been such a focal point for all three of those religions. And for so many people to come into that city and try and take it over and say that they had it or say that they took it to their country, you know, like the Ethiopian story, the Knights Templar story, the Roman story. It's like, I just find it hard to believe that it didn't actually exist even if it was like he said just a gold box that contained the tablets from Moses I think that at some point something like that existed and they kept it as a holy relic and where it is to this day who knows but I just think that I mean maybe it's me being like naive but I think that something of that like magnitude had to exist and whoever was protecting it at that point in history believed that it was supernatural or it was God talking to them. I'm not sure I believe that part of it, but I think that, you know, maybe it got did get destroyed at some point and it doesn't exist to this day, but I think there's just too much like back and forth over who really has it or where it ended up to, for it to not have ever existed at all.
0: Yeah. I mean, I will go full. I'll probably go full skeptical on this one. I would say, yeah, I'd go as further than what Billy said and say, I don't even think I, you know, it probably is just fucking tall tales. These are stories. These are myths that were kind of, maybe there were some historical events that happened, but these were kind of combined to create the biblical narrative. And you got the birth of Judaism and then Christianity is even a further stem off of that. And Islam is a stem off, you know, it's just like there's so much lore built up that who's to fucking say, you know? I mean, I think the idea of, like, buried treasure, fucking Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, I think that's all a fucking awesome idea. And I hope that somebody does fucking find this thing and it melts their fucking faces off just like in the film. That'd be fucking badass. Be super (laughs) fucking metal. Um, But, you know, till then... I don't know. Let us know what you guys think out there. Um, On this one, I want to cite, of course, the Bible, the Old Testament. Um, In Search of the Lost Ark, colon, The Quest for the Ark of the Covenant by Don Stewart. The Sign and the Seal, colon, The Quest for the Lost Ark of the Covenant by Graham Hancock. Uh, The Ark of the Covenant, 10 Clues and Theories from blog.rosepublishing.com. And listverse.com top 10 crazy theories about the Ark of the Covenant by Marcus Loth. Um, But yeah, there you have it, guys. Uh, Stay tuned for some episodes in the future. Uh, Hopefully we'll get a a better schedule worked out where we can um, get some more episodes out per month for you guys. And thanks for coming out. God bless you.
1: Hey guys, thanks for uh, tuning in, Loyal Legion. As always, be sure to check us out, uh, podcastfromouterspace.com. There's a link to our merch store there. Pick up a cool t-shirt, maybe a coffee mug, maybe get those slides ready for the summer. Um, and, you know, if you want to slide in those DMs, space on Instagram. And once again, thank you guys.
2: Yeah, thanks so much for listening, Loyal Legion. Like always, um, keep, you know, Keep a lookout for the the next episodes coming out soon. Um, I just also wanted to drop uh, my my musical project, Survive the Night. We're actually dropping our next single tomorrow um, called Blackout. And that will actually uh, complete our first EP um, that's entitled Heartbeat, which is going to be five songs. So that's on Spotify. The band's called Survive the Night. Um, Check it out. And, you know, we'll see you on the flip side, y'all. Peace.
0: God bless, y'all, my Israelites. Y'all come on back now, you're
1: here.